as a private, which is the lowest rank that you can be, and I restructured how human resource specialists do things in the military as far as developing, designing, and redesigning a program that we call the HR Metrics that monitors all things about a soldier. Everyday People, a radio show where your story guides the conversation. In our first pilot episode, we'll be talking to a retired HR specialist. A typical day in my life starts off usually early, 4 or 5 a.m., gym, straight from the gym to school, from school to maybe a VA appointment, a veteran assistance appointment. My days are crazy. I do a lot of stuff. Do you mind giving us a little background about yourself? I'm Steven, originally from Thomasville, Alabama. I was raised for the most part in Pensacola, Florida and in Miami, Florida. I am a child of a single parent. My father was deported back to Jamaica when I was seven years old. I've gone through so much in life and I've used everything that I've gone through in life to build me into the person that I am today and to help me accomplish the things that I've accomplished today. Um, I started working at public supermarket at 15 years old, made it to store manager before my 18th birthday. After doing that for a few years, I decided, you know, I was tired, I wasn't content with my career and I joined the United States Army, active duty, in pursuit of, you know, assisting people and help other underprivileged people get through different things and navigate different things when it came to records, personnel files, human resource type stuff in the military, making sure people and their families were taken care of. That's my passion. How has the Army lifestyle influenced everything we've done up to The Army influenced my lifestyle in a lot of different ways. Um, prior to the military, I was, you know, I was career-minded. I was focused on my education. However, I had a mean streak. I was a loose cannon. I liked to party. I didn't have you know, any true direction. I was just kind of doing whatever I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. The military taught me structure. They taught me how to put things in perspective. I can now, you know, I still have time. I still have days where I may want to go out. I may want to have a couple drinks. I may want to have fun. But everything comes before that. My education, my career, my goals that I have for business, all of that comes before partying and anything else. That's what I will say, the military, that's the greatest thing the military did for me, was it taught me structure. Quite interesting because I hear stories about the military and some people have bad experiences and some people have good experiences, but I believe it's just according to, you know, what your priorities are when you go in. And I'm assuming everybody comes out better than they came in, hopefully. I don't know. I disagree with that a little bit. <laughs> um, it depends on your mentality. It depends on who you want to become and what is your purpose by joining the military. What is your life purpose? What do you feel like you're doing this for? I have encountered some soldiers that absolutely they embrace the, the purpose of being in the military is. They embrace what, what people that have been in for years are trying to teach them. They feel like they can do the same thing they did prior to the military. They feel like, you know, they were in the streets. They were fighting doing this and selling drugs and just doing crazy things and they feel like they can still do that in the military. They feel like they put the uniform on at 5 a.m. and when they get off at 5 p.m., they're no longer a soldier. It's not that case. When you join the military, when you sign that contract, when you raise your right hand, you are a soldier 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can't turn it off. My most memorable moment in the military with me coming into the military as a private which is the lowest rank that you can be 
and I restructured how human resource specialists do things in the military as far as developing, designing, and redesigning a program that we call the HR Metrics that monitors all, all things about a soldier, their awards, their wills, their pay. It monitors absolutely everything about an active duty soldier. I redesigned that program, and then I turned around, developed and taught a class to every human resource specialist in my brigade. That, by far, is my biggest accomplishment. One of the things that I'm proud of is because I got two awards for it, as well as I, had, I got a promotion for it from a private to a private first class. How do you say, like, how would you, who would you say has been your biggest Overall. My biggest influence overall, I would say, is my Aunt Stephanie. My Aunt Stephanie is my biggest influence because, you know, she's my mom's oldest sister. Um, they came from the hood, the projects, not having anything, barely having food to eat every day. My aunt graduated from high school at 17 years old. She left Alabama. She went to California and she built a life for her. And now she's at the point where she does what she wants to do when she wants to do it. She's retired from one job already. She is the head of finance for the state of Florida right now. She makes a six-figure salary. She has a master's. My aunt is the one thing that she teaches me and the one thing that she talks to me about every Every day, every morning when I speak with her is you can never have too much education. You can never have too much going for yourself. Strive for anything you want to do. Anything you want to accomplish, strive. Even if you fail the first time, continue to do what you're doing. Continue to do, you know, what you need to do to get where you want to be. It's funny that you say that. I realize, like, as far as when it comes to helping people, and especially the youth of today, some don't really care about education like that. They see what their parents done or what's in their, you know, neighborhood or environment, and they feel like they're not going to, you know, get out of that type of environment or lifestyle. So when I know some people try to move away from that place they've been, but they end up kind of doing the same thing. I feel, I feel what a lot of the problems, you know, um, me, my career has taken me places where I've led soldiers. I've had my own soldiers. I've had 17, 18, 19 year olds to leave home from their parents and to come to me as a 24, 25 year old NCO. And, you know, they feel like, from what I see, younger generation of children or, or kids or teenagers or young adults or whatever you would like to call them, the younger generation of them, they have a sense of entitlement. They've always been able to do what they wanted to do, how they want to do it, when they wanted to do it. They fail to realize that, you know, people put their lives on, on the line every day for them to have that right to be able to say that I can choose what I want to do. Everybody else lives by the rules. Everybody else, you know, contributes to society. But a lot of younger people today, they don't feel like they have to contribute to society. They don't feel like they have to make a change. They don't, you know, they don't actually go out and seek out the opportunity to make a change in somebody else. And that's that's what life is about. Life is about, you know, helping the next person out and trying to influence the next person, the person that's coming up behind you in a positive way. That's, that's the only way we're going to get to the place where we are, we're going to live, be able to live out what we'll be able to get to 50 and 60 years old and say that we have, you know, a society that we know are going to take care of us and are going to be productive members, people that are going to be productive members of society. At the end of the day, you can help, you know, somebody all you want. Mm-hmm. And when you, you know, you help somebody, you set, not necessarily taking anything back from it, but you set them to be in a better place. 
or, you know, how some people have mentors. And that's what I, like, I've realized in talking to a lot of young, like, younger people, younger than me, a lot of them, they don't really have somebody to look up to, so to speak, or somebody kind of in their age range that's kind of doing something that they, you know, that they love to do. Yeah. Education-wise, how has, how has that been going? My education is going amazing. I have been out of school for so long. I've focused on my career for so long and put my education on pause. You know, I struggle with, with different things when it comes to school. Um, I've always been a steady student, so it's difficult for me to go into a class and for me to struggle in a class in college because I'm automatically like, okay, well, maybe I'm not as smart as what I used to be. <laughs> maybe the course material is changed. Or, like, it's always something playing in the back of my mind. But what I will say is, you know, just through being able to have an opportunity to go to a tutor for free and to call on others that are further along in their education than I am, I I feel like I'm still doing pretty good. I'm still I'm maintaining a 3.5 GPA, so I'm doing decent. Some people are lucky to even get above a 3.0 at this point. <laughs> oh I'm, I'm my own worst critic. I'm my own worst critic. I hate to feel like I feel like me getting a C or a D in a class or on our assignment. I feel like I automatically fail. It's automatic. I, I need to retake this class because I didn't work for my full potential. So, you know, that kind of gets a little expensive. And I, I lucked out. Just the choices I made in life, it affords me the opportunity. I'm retired from the military. I have certain veteran benefits that a lot of people don't have. You know, my school, I have where usually you have to pay. I know students that pay three, four hundred dollars a month for tutors. I don't, I pay zero dollars. The military covers it because I'm a retired veteran. I'm a retired disabled veteran. How would you describe yourself? In one sentence, I am a determined individual who has the mindset, the ability, and the mentality to gain and accomplish anything that I choose to. But I know it takes time for you to get there, and I also feel that we need to have people that support us, or you know, at least you know, there for us. My my entire life is is surrounded by different people that, you know, I rely on for different things. I rely on different individuals for different things. I'm very close with my family. I rely on my siblings, my mother, my grandparents, my entire family for every single person for a different reason. Some people are there for me when I need help with my education. Some people are there when I need help to navigate, you know, different benefits that I have. Um, some people are there to help me navigate career choices and just when I'm not thinking clearly my just mental stuff when it comes to my beliefs um I, I see somebody that's wiser than me always and I guess that's where a lot of people need to understand it's not you saying you're dumb it's not you feeling like you know you have to put all your trust in somebody else but at some point everybody needs somebody and at some point there's always somebody that's smarter than you and that's been through more than you've been through so you have to put your trust in somebody. And that's just, that's that's how I get through every day. I end up having to call someone every day and ask, and I ask them for advice. And the thing about asking for advice, you have to be willing to accept the advice that you ask for. Grandma has always told me my entire life, both of my grandmothers actually, have always told me my entire life, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. I'm a firm believer with my friends, with anybody that I mentor to, because I mentor to a lot of LGBT youth, I'll tell you one time, I'll explain it to you one time, 
Maybe a, a couple more times, as long as you're receptive. However, if I start to feel like I'm talking with no purpose behind it, even when you ask me for that advice, I'm the type of person, I'll let you figure it out on your own. Because at the end of the day, I've given you the advice three, four, five, six times, the exact same advice, didn't change it. You didn't, I mean, you didn't even take it in consideration. You're not using my advice. I'm wasting my breath. I'm wasting my time. When you put you, when you find yourself in a situation where that advice would come in, in, in handy, it's in the back of your mind if you've heard it that time. So, you yeah. know, I, I, I will give advice, but I won't continue to give the same advice. Every person is different. You and me, we're leaders. A lot of other people, majority of the rest of the world, they are followers. They don't have a mind of their own. They may say certain things or try to act like they're the strongest individual there is, but they follow popular culture. They follow what a celebrity is doing or what this person is doing or what this person says. They might not do it right then, but give them six or seven hours and then they're going to be like, oh, well... You know, I had the idea to do this. No, you saw it on BET. That's just the mentality I have. BET, it's changed over the course of the time that we've known it. Mm -hmm. And I've heard, like, a lot of people, they stop watching BET because it's changed. I'm not sure if they have the same CEO anymore, which I don't think they do. But as you know, social media, different shows like Love and Hip Hop, Basketball Wise, things like that, we know how those shows actually are. Mm -hmm. Some people, they kind of, you know, they laugh at the drama and stuff like that. But he does that so they can get more rape. We know. I don't know, you know, I guess my opinion on that is I have never, like, growing up, I was not allowed to watch BC because they had BC After Dark and different, like, uncut stuff on there in my time in BC. It was like BC Uncut or something where they had, like, crazy music videos. My mom didn't allow us to watch BC. Never knew that. Yeah. My mom didn't allow us to watch BET. Uh, and it was just, you know, the content was, like, way worse. It was just, like, crazy music videos. I started watching BET after I became a teenager, and I just felt like I could do whatever I wanted to do. <laughs> but I started watching BET then. Like that. <laughs> but, you know, it had changed then. When it comes to a lot of other stuff that is popular culture right now, like reality TV and et cetera, I don't follow it too much, and the shows that I may catch on TV when I have a break, you know, I don't hold too much weight to it. But there's a lot of other people that, you know, they see these people on these reality TV shows, and then they go on Instagram trying to become Instagram famous, putting crazy content on their social media pages. Like, I, when I tell you, I've seen some crazy things on social media that I just, in my day, 16, 17, 15 years were not allowed to act like people are acting now. Even in the time of like MySpace, which came out when I was like in middle school or no, high school or something. It came out some time ago. I was, I was young still when MySpace came out. But, you know, my mom monitored my MySpace page. Parents don't do the same things that the old school parents used to do. Kids have too much freedom these days. And I agree with you. I've seen some interesting things on social media. And yes. you know how people will comment under like, oh, why you're doing this or why you're doing that. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're not going to say nothing nice about this program, but you know, yeah. people want to do that for attention. Exactly. You can like Twitter posts and Instagram posts that get way out of hand. We definitely see with like celebrity type things going on or what we call celebrities in this day and age, but they're really just regular people like us. Honestly, 
97 to 98% of the things you see on social media that goes viral, they're complete bull. Number one, most of the stuff, most of the content is ratchet, it's embarrassing, it's unclassy, it makes people feel like the, the person that puts that content up is ignorant, they don't have common sense, they have no home training, like, you have, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's how I think of it. That's how a lot of other people that are old school and conservative, that's how we look at it. But you know, you're also gonna have those things, uh, 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 that uh, a handful of other people on the other side that, you know, they praise things like that. They feel like that's how people are supposed to act and that's, you know, I guess just the world we live in right now. It's the society we live in right now. They praise ignorant and intelligent things or things that need to be brought aren't talked about. What I've learned as far as, like, coming from college, that there's a whole, you know, lot of people that know a lot of things. We just don't mm-hmm. take the time to actually understand people, and we don't take the time to understand, we don't know what we, you know, should know. Exactly. Exactly. I completely agree with that. And it's, what would you... I guess it's, that's kind of just that fear of the unknown. Most people, they fear what they don't know. What I tell all of my friends and anybody else that calls me for advice that's down, that needs, you know, somebody to, to mentor them is you aren't the situation you come from. You can do anything you set your mind to and anything you set out to accomplish. The only thing you have to do is stay motivated. <laughs> it may be cliche and it may be a little off topic, but my motto is stay motivated, pray, and keep it moving. I would like to give a huge thank you to Stephen Davis for being on the first pilot episode of Everyday People. I would also like to give a shout out to AO Shutter and SoXA Sounds for the dope music you hear throughout the show today. See you on the next episode.